This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, September 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Congressional supporters of the Trans-Pacific Partnership are stepping up pressure on the White House to address some outstanding concerns with the trade pact so that it can pass in the lame duck Congress. Members of the House Ways and Means Committee met with U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman yesterday and told him the White House must act soon to address those issues. That according to Committee Chairman Kevin Brady, a Republican of Texas. Brady said without those substantive changes, the House will not have the votes to approve TPP and American workers will continue to lose customers to other countries. Lawmakers may rethink TPP post-election. Brady's Senate counterpart, Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch, told AgriPulse yesterday that the White House has yet to address his specific concern about the trade agreement's limits on protection of pharmaceutical testing data. Hatch also said that additional Democratic votes may be needed to make up for losses on the GOP side due to growing opposition among Republican voters. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has insisted the TPP is dead for this year. But Hatch, as well as Brady, have been holding out hope the agreement could get a vote after the election. Hatch said, I think most people, once the election is over, will rethink this thing because it's crucial to not just us, but all of the TPP countries. Vilsack, business needs to counter protectionism. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said at an event sponsored by the Washington Post yesterday that he's concerned about growing protectionism in the country. He said the business community at large hasn't done enough to counteract criticism of trade deals. Vilsack said, you have to tell the other side of the story, and you have to tell it more effectively. For more on Vilsack's comments to the Post event, read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Child nutrition unlikely to move before lame duck. The Senate is not likely to pass a child nutrition bill this week, delaying any action until after the election. That according to Senate GOP Conference Chair John Thune, a Republican of South Dakota. Senate Agriculture Committee leaders had been trying to get unanimous consent from the Senate in order to pass the bill this week. But Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, tells AgriPulse that several senators continue to raise questions and concerns about the legislation. Government shutdown looms as stalemate continues. Senate Democrats are continuing to block passage of a continuing resolution needed to keep the government running when the new fiscal year starts on Saturday. Democrats have said it's not fair to include flood relief in the bill without aid for drinking problems in Flint, Michigan. Senate Republican leaders say they now intend to try moving the stopgap spending bill without flood relief or the Flint money. A spokesman for Senate Democratic Leader Harry Reid says Republicans would rather help no one than help Flint. Republicans argue the Flint belongs in a separate water projects bill. A boost for biodiesel. The New York City Council plans to vote today to boost the content of biodiesel and heating oil citywide to a 5% blend in October 2017 and steadily up to 20% in 2034. Current law requires that only 2% of home heating oil contain biofuels such as soybean and vegetable oil. Councilman Costa Constantinidis, who introduced the bill along with 34 co-sponsors on the council, said that cleaner heating has been a priority in New York City's efforts to combat climate change and the measure would also create additional green jobs. 
His bill has support from the New York League of Conservation Voters, the Environmental Defense Fund, the Empire Clean Cities, the heating oil industry, and local labor organizations, among others. Vilsack confident USDA can cover loan demand. The USDA's Farm Service Agency ran out of funds for its direct and guaranteed loan program this year, that thanks to higher than normal demand. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says he doesn't think the situation will repeat itself in fiscal 17. Vilsack told reporters, as Congress works on the full budget, they'll look at ways in which they can provide us with ample resources. I think we'll be able to meet the needs. FSA announced on September 2nd it redirected $185 million from other areas of the USDA's budget to issue about 1,900 loans or loan guarantees. The backlog for credit demand is expected to stretch into fiscal year 2017. Vilsack says it will take roughly another $150 million to deal with it. Virtual Center plan to coordinate efforts to combat food waste. USDA has agreed to start collecting and disseminating information on ways for cutting down on food waste in the U.S. We'll get more communities, more partners, more businesses, and more food banks involved and engaged in this process, Vilsack said yesterday at the National Food Rescue Summit hosted by Feeding America, the umbrella group for the nation's food banks. About 133 billion pounds of food worth about $161 billion wasted each year. Much of it goes into landfills, that according to USDA. Obama names ambassador to Cuba. Jeffrey De Laurentiis, who has been serving as chief of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Havana since last year, has now been nominated as ambassador to Cuba. The announcement is the latest move by the president to normalize relations with Havana as he leaves office. Here's today's He Said It. In agriculture, every farmer understands trade. They understand the significance of it to their bottom line. That agriculture secretary, Tom Vilsack. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, September 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agriculture and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.